welcome back. Yet another season preview. Oh, you must, you must surely at this point be sick of us. You must be sick of that intro anyway. <laughs> Hello. It's annoying Hello. me. It's annoying me. Uh, anyway, we're back. Uh, I didn't even, I think this is number 10, uh, potentially. And uh, we're, we're back down in London, the uh, the white side of North, North London. And joining me as always is my ever present podcasting partner, Alex. You must be sick of hearing that. I don't know. We're gonna have to change it for the second half. Do you reckon I should do the intro, or should we just stick with you? Maybe I don't no. know. After well, last let's, night, let's not, let's not. Yeah, good point, actually. Any case, yeah. Any we case, got, why were you, like, Sam? Why were you? We got a plethora of guests today, and this is. I think this is. Yeah. Is this the most we've? No, it's not. We've had three before. Yes. Yeah. This is the, the joint, joint most we've ever had. Yeah. Um, we are joined by Spurs fans and the boys from the Extra Inch Podcast. How are you all doing? Pretty good, pretty good. The yeah. word plethora sounds beautiful in the Welsh accent, by the way. <laughs> oh, do you want to introduce yourselves quickly? Because yeah. uh, I, I completely forgot. Nobody uh, nobody realised who's talking. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name's Windy. I am the host of The Extra Inch. And then we have my sidekick oh. and best friend, Bardi. <laughs> I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to drop the lines. You were setting yourself up perfectly to do your standard introduction. Go on, do it. We love an introduction. Come on, do an introduction. Did I not do it, Nathan? Was that not? Was that not right? Close. It was close. It wasn't. I thought it, you weren't hitting the 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 brands quite. Okay. All right. Do you want me to do it properly? Please. Let's hear it. Go on. Okay. My name's Wendy, and I'm here with my psychic and best friend Bardi. Hello, Bardi. Hello, Wendy. And our tactics guy and fussy individual, Nate <laughs> Clark. Hello, Wendy. Hello, that's, boys. There you go. That's how we. That's how we normally Amazing. start. That's Sam, absolute, we're taking notes, mate. We yeah, that's, that's we're learning that's, from the best. That's <laughs> cacked all over every present <laughs> podcasting partner, aren't it? Anyway, um, where where to start? Um, I feel like we can't start anywhere other than um a certain individual named Harry, and uh, whether or not he'll be in a Tottenham Hotspur shirt next season. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? Um. So we've we've gone back and forth on this. In fact, Bardi's Bardi's written an article about him uh, this week, explaining why he wouldn't be that bothered at this point if, if Kane <laughs> left. And Nathan's been keen to sell Harry Kane for about the last six months uh, because he seems to be some sort of accountant more than a football fan. I think um, I would be devastated if Kane left. If Kane left, rather, I, I like honestly, he is um, everything to Tottenham in in the sense that. He's all of our goals, a lot of our assists. He's our ta- club talisman, kind of came through the academy, short stay at Arsenal, but we like to gloss over that. Uh, yeah, um, we won't and, talk. And, and, and like that is a, it's the kind of story that just doesn't happen. It, well, certainly doesn't happen at Spurs, that a player comes through the academy and is that good. I mean, we had Letby King, who we loved and was incredible, but was riddled with injuries and so never fulfilled his promise. But Kane's like... Roy the Rover stuff. It's it's an incredible story. And it just feels like him leaving for City of all clubs just puts a dampener on the whole thing. And it would be very hard to sort of hold him in the same affection should that move happen. See, I'm mm. I'm the opposite. I'm I've got to the point now where Harry Kane for me is is like a light bulb, which if you think a light bulb is an incredible thing that keeps us alive, keeps us sane, it makes us work, but it's just a light bulb, isn't it? So if Harry Kane leaves, we'll just, <laughs> we'll just replace him. Just replace the light bulb. It's just, yeah. I think Harry Kane in the last couple of years for me, I've given people an insight of, of what I wrote and I hid behind the paywall because I'm scared of the backlash. That <laughs> I, I just kind of think that Harry Kane has become so obsessed with, with Harry Kane 
And he's like moved away from being one of our own, from being this fan into being this stat monster who all wants to do is get his stats, win his trophy so he can retire and say, I did this and this and this, rather than help Tottenham, who never win anything, achieve something magical. He's just moved away from that. So if we sell Harry Kane, I, I, as much as I love him, I, I don't care right now. I don't care. Just give us the money and we'll, we'll all get on with our lives. I mean, I, I, I sort of, I can sort of see it because I, I mean, no, nobody's really irreplaceable, are they? For, for the right price, no one's the bigger price, than the. I've said it time and again, yeah. nobody's bigger than the club. And for the for the amount of money you'd get for Kane, surely there's a replacement there. But <laughs> that I said, sort of call back to Gareth Bale. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. you're going to mention it, but the the money, you know, how many players did you have to Seven, go through? Well, it was more than that, but I think Gareth Bale was like the 28th player or 20-something player to replace Gareth Bale when he came <laughs> on loan last season. I'd fire Was it something like that? I can't remember. It was mad, yeah. Um, the, the thing at the time was we sold Elvis and bought the Beatles. Do you remember that? <laughs> That's what everyone was saying. And, and it, I mean, the Beatles are my favourite band of all time. Uh, the, the, the players we ended up buying were largely quite poor. Uh, and I think that's what scares Spurs fans because we've, we've been through that before. The, the fear is that you sell Kane, and even if you get 160 million, maybe you'll buy a bunch of duds who won't live up to well, it. Does that, does that scare Does yeah. the recruitment scare you, like the history? Like, what is the recruitment you... like at Tottenham? Because I know Mourinho was a big fan of Rodan. Obviously, you know, that didn't yeah. go well. But Joe Rodan, you got a, a quality defender on your hands yeah. there. And, and you're not allowed to say anything bad about Joe Yeah, you can't say nothing podcast. bad about Joe uh, Rodan. He's got a special to. song down yeah. at Swansea as well. Oh, um, okay. I didn't know he had yeah. a song. Yeah, oh. I mean, we, we, we like Roden a lot so far. We, we've, we're kind of wondering why he wasn't playing more. Um, Nathan, do you want to touch on recruitment stuff? Because you, you kind of quite yeah. tried throughout things. Yeah. So you, you mentioned the Gareth Bale thing, and that really is like the thing with the Spurs fan base is that like we have this really big fear built up because of that experience around like selling your best player and buying some replacements because we did that. It was a very, very big deal, and it famously went terrible. Um, you hear sort of similar other things from Spurs fans. It's like we should stop ba- buying players from League One because every time we buy a, a player from the French league, it goes badly. And it's like there are other clubs, right? <laughs> like we're not. There's no curse. There's no that reason why 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 Spurs can't succeed where other clubs have succeeded. And historically, selling your players for great sums and reinvesting smartly if you can. Um, is generally is generally quite favorable so i'm I'm very of course i'm very sympathetic to the points that Wendy makes about like what harry kane means of course it would be it would be heartbreaking to lose him especially on terrible terms but i think from like a business sense from a football sense um i don't think we'd necessarily if we can like command the kind of sums that are being talked about in the papers um and we we don't rush out and buy try to buy seven first eleven <laughs> players straight away but we buy two or three and then we have some more money for another summer and we buy some younger more prospective backup players and we try to sort of work with what we have rather than just start from scratch over again then we can come out from it in, in a pretty good place even though it'll be sad to lose harry kane for who he is yeah um interestingly though obviously from an outside point of view from me um Spurs, they're just a funny old club, aren't they? Like, for me, <laughs> yep, like true. La- last season, like with Mourinho, I don't know. Like, I look at your team and uh, like mm. the players and your attacking assets is 100% where your strengths lie, really. Uh, your defense is okay ish, um, at, at, in parts. Your, your midfield, you know, going forward, the midfield strength other than Hoiberg is where it lies, you know, because he's more, he's more of a defensive midfielder, but. Up top is where your strengths lie. And yet you had this like defensive Portuguese manager 
who you sacked and you've replaced with the defensive Portuguese manager. <laughs> and like, it, it, to me, I'm a bit like, oh, and, and also, yeah, I don't know. How did you feel about Nuno? Because for me, when Nuno was announced, it was almost a bit like, is that it? Like almost, I expected a blockbuster. Well, there was uh, there was I'm names not... like uh, who was uh, Conte was mentioned, I believe. Yeah. We, um, we there was there was loads. I don't think there was a manager in Europe that wasn't linked to us. And I, if you told me we were going to get Nuno through to Santo back in April, I would have been quite disappointed. But because we ended up at a point where I was worried we were going to get Martinez, um, I was quite ha- <laughs> I was quite happy to get Nuno. Um, I'm happier with Nuno since Nathan started analysing and looking at him a bit more. So I think Nathan's probably best place to talk about how perhaps he's not quite as defensive as as people think he is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at just his Wolves side, especially if you look at Wolves last season, you're going to get an impression of like a younger Mourinho, maybe from the tactical perspective. I think they're quite different people. Um, but if you go back and look at his Valencia and you go back and look at his Porto, like they've got a lot more of the ball, there's a lot more attacking intention. There's still like with Valencia, like a lot of fast attacking, which is like great when it works because you get those counter-attack goals and, but you also lose the ball a lot because you're sort of just throwing the attacks forward straight away. So it's quite back and forth again, as you, as you might sometimes see from Mourinho sides, um, and then obviously his Porto side have no choice but to dominate the ball, and there's some interesting stuff going on there. Um, they, they're still fast attack. It's about like building up from deep areas and then just like throwing it forward and, and overloading the opposition's defense um, in some interesting ways. So yeah, similarly, like we we were linked with Pochettino, we were linked with Conte and, and the big exciting names, and and we personally got excited about Graham Potter. We personally got excited about Ten Hag, and then it's Santo who played not great football last season. It sort of brings you down bring it more into perspective i've done my research and i sort of feel better about it but i'm also not like blown away so i'm in this sort of like oh okay that's decent it will certainly be better than last season we'll have a we'll enjoy our football club again um so just in a sort of a, a place of comfort steady comfort which is weird steady. i suppose well just thinking about nuno like he plays with he plays with the back three doesn't he and he plays with wing backs uh, he did at Wolves. He did at Wolves, yeah, yeah. at Wolves, yeah. So I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm looking at, like, obviously, was it yesterday, I think, you know, by the time we're recording now, Toby Olivierald, did he leave the club? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I, yes. I'm sure I saw something he did. Um, how much money, by the way? Or was it on a free? Mm, it's a bit a unclear. So yeah. initially it was reported it was something like 13 million. And then yesterday it sort of came to light that maybe it's more like 5 million. Oh. But he was on such big wages that he knew that he was declining rapidly he needed to sort of leave yeah. the premier league to have have one last go at um, a big contract so we kind of just took what we could i guess uh, and and got him off the wage bill but yeah i mean he, he played a back 3 last year at wolves but so far in pre-season it's been a back 4 all the way and we're expecting a back 4 that's what he used at um at both valencia and porto yeah um so we're well, thinking 4-3-3 I was just thinking about if he does go with a back three, like it, it would suit him with the wing backs. Obviously, Matt Doherty from Wolves, um, who was it? Serge Aurier as well, and and even Reguilon. Mm-hmm. They they play they play like full back roles as well. So I feel like you know they've got the legs to play wing back if he needs to. You've got the centre backs. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure you've got the centre backs. Well, yeah, uh, no, but I'm looking now. Ben Davis plays centre back. You have got Joe Rodan. Um, we don't want to be rude. It doesn't about it. You don't. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, looking at the Welsh yeah, ones ben, and yeah. Davidson Sanchez as well. But yeah. I'm just thinking, like, if if need be, I feel like it, you know it could be done if he needed to. There's there's talk of bringing in more centre backs though. I've I've heard um is it 
Tom, Tommy Yasu or from uh from Bologna, isn't yeah. it, or, or something? Um, he he's he's on the list. There's a couple more, isn't there? So I think I think there's a lot left to be done in the market. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yes. I'll, I'll send it back to all cement mixers. I don't trust any of them. <laughs> I, I, I have a theory that that um, the, the most peaceful place in the world to live is the space behind Eric Dyer's head because you could do what, you can do whatever you want there. It's, it's heaven. And if I could build a house, I would build it behind Eric Dyer because he's the worst offender that I've seen in the club. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> write that. I really don't write that. The amount of times that we've been like watching football this year, haven't we, like yeah. separately and in the chat. I've just gone, how on earth is Eric Dyer a, f- a professional footballer with all due respect? Mm. Um, like he, To be fair, right? I think if he went to like a Burnley, I feel like Sean Dyche would win him the Ballon d'Or. Uh, but <laughs> he'd just suit it, wouldn't he? He'd suit but, Burnley, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's, he's, or if he just moved back into midfield. I thought so too. I, I don't know why all of a sudden he was sort of, okay, I had a few groans there, but I thought he was a, he's a better midfielder than he was a defender or he is a defender. He just can't move. Something happened to Eric Dyer where he's, yeah. he's just, all his joints froze and he, he, can't, he, <laughs> he can't move. I think at Burnley he'd be great. You could just imagine his big head just in, in a low block, <laughs> smacking things away. He'd be fantastic. But in a, in a team that will try and play out of the back, he, he's, he's a liability. And um. Yeah, I, Joe Roden. We didn't see a lot of him, but he had a great Euros and his quality. Yeah, he had he had quality. a good. You got another good player on your hands there. We were mm. talking to um to a Palace fan, and we were talking about um Mark Gurhi, Marky, however you want to call him, and we saw a lot of him last year because he was on loan with us. And there's another good defender. So yeah, mm. Joe Roden, hundred percent, hundred percent, cracking defender. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. I, I wanted to see more of him last season. I'm hoping that like we're planning around him at least like being maybe third choice for them when we do play back three. He's in there, and then when there's any rotation, he's the first player back in, and he can sort of try to to work his way. Um, I'm, I'm assuming we're looking at bringing in two centre backs this summer because that is the state of the situation. Dyer, um, he used to be, he had like appendix issues and then he had medical issues. And I think that he's just like, he's so stocky and slow. He has to do like a three point turn to get around now. Uh, judging by um, what you're saying, I think Eric Dyer just needs a bit of WD-40 to be honest with you. Just <laughs> hung a bit of that on him, he'd be all right. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So, so yeah, we've, we've got some issues as centre back and uh, I think that's, that's, that's where the money's being spent this summer. Mm. Yeah, for Fair sure. Enough. Um I, I don't know, like Son signed a new contract the other day, which to me was a signal of intent um, because I, that suggests to me that Kane might well stay personally. Um, I won't be surprised to see him stay either, but what, like, I, I don't know about whether you've got any sort of inside track on that, but um, I think the season's getting closer and I just, I've just got a feeling, I've just got a feeling he's staying. I can feel it. Yeah. I mean, I think he might've run out of time. I think you've nailed mm. it there. Um, <clears throat> and also we don't, Levy is a stubborn, stubborn man, and if he wants 160 million, he would settle for less than 160 million, and that that'll be that. Um, and, and I don't think Kane is the type to to kind of sulk or go on strike or do any of those things. He he will just knuckle down and get on with it because he's a he's a professional and he's a, a very respectful, to be honest, quite middle of the road guy, and and that will. That'd be the, the best path for him if he's not getting his move is to just get his head down and get on with it. Um, Son signing is, I think you're right, it's a mark of intent. We, we could have sold Son this summer. He's, you know, not far off 30. It would have been the right time to sell in many ways in terms of getting getting some money back for him. So you're kind of taking a hit there with, with potential incoming transfer funds. 
but it's completely worth it because especially with the sort of question mark hanging over the Kane transfer, you need someone who's going to provide goals and assists. And Son just does that without a shadow, without every year, year in, year out. He's reliable. He, you know, he has a, a couple of spells each season where he goes a bit quiet, but you know, you're going to get 20 goals and assists from Son. Yeah, for sure. Um, just, just quickly, because you are, I've, God, it's just flown by. We it's gone quick, this one. This one's um, gone quick. So finished, se- finished seventh last year. That that, oh, that seems quite low for me. Um, any predictions for this year? Are you willing? Are you willing as the extra inch podcast to put your neck on the line? Always. Do we? Well, I am. <laughs> I'm always. I could tell Barry ain't scared. To be fair, he's gone after <laughs> Eric Dyer. He's gone after Harry Kane. No one's safe. I think if I think if we sign Romero at centre back and we keep Harry Kane, I think we'll finish top four at a canter. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Oh, I there is top four quality. I should have gone top two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think for I think top four also. If we keep Kane, I mean, if we if we sell Kane, then I think we might struggle to make the top four. But I would fancy us for fifth. Uh, but yeah, I'm with yeah. Kane. I'm confident for top four. Yeah, I I agree. No, sorry. Go on. Go on, man. I think I think fourth or fifth. I think if you think about like the so you've got like City, Liverpool, Chelsea, United. Probably one of them is going to. <laughs> I was about to swear. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear in this podcast, but uh, mess the bed, right? Yeah. <laughs> one of them, one of them's probably going to mess up, and then and and fourth is is there for for a potential snatching. So fourth or fifth, depending on what's going on elsewhere, I think that's about right at the moment. Mm. Personally, as from a neutral point of view, I don't know. Maybe when your squad is finished with the new centre backs and stuff, um, I really struggle seeing you break into that top four. Into I can, that, like, I can the, the see four it. Teams you just said. I can see it, but it, it depends on the other teams. It depends yeah. on in, if Chelsea, you know, if Chelsea fire. Like I can see Spurs and Chelsea having a bit of a bit of a clash this year because I think City and, Liv- and Liverpool, sorry, um, they're cemented. They they got yeah. top two this season. United probably, you know, probably third, maybe second, but I think it's going to be between Spurs and Chelsea. Arsenal, I don't even think it's worth talking about them. There's nah, been such a we, such we a power shift in North London. Uh, it's not even worth talking about them. But yeah, I think it's going to be between Spurs and Chelsea this year for the I mean, top four. I'm not too sure about Liverpool. I think Liverpool might be on, on the way out. But I think I think Chelsea... I think City, Chelsea, Man United and Spurs will be the top four. I think I, I do think Liverpool will really fall apart this year. And, and Klopp will be... Do you? Yeah, I think Klopp will be... I think it's Klopp's Egg. last season. Wow, I don't think United are, I don't think United are nailed on for top four either, to be honest. They're, they are, you know, a couple of injuries away from Solskjaer messing the bed like they didn't um and and to be honest i i think when people think about spurs they're they're applying the Mourinho tax they're forgetting that that Mourinho had us playing below what we were capable of by some distance and we've got so much untapped potential in the squad i mean i genuinely think ndombele could be one of the best players in the league if if he gets the right manager believing in him Mm. and and getting the best out of him has a a lot to prove as well i just think we're we're really good we're we're Mm. a good team of good players you just need to blend them together in the right way and you've got a, a solid top four outfit there yeah, and I think Nuno's good for that. Like he's he's not like a great innovator. He's not going to come in and like play like breathtaking football and be the next manager to be linked with like PSG and Real Madrid. But I think he can come in, be a good character, coach us like some sort of fundamental attacking football, and and utilize the talent of the squad. So I, I definitely think that like fourth is is possible for us. Interesting. Well, um, before we go, I just want to get. I'm asking everybody from every single team. Who is your player to watch this season? 
From from up from within Tottenham. Yeah. Um, I've got a funny feeling about Bergvine. I think he might have a, a breakout year. Interesting. Okay. He's one, isn't he? Really? Yeah. yeah. He's not really done a lot that. yet. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad shout. I think. Um, I think Oliver Skip. Mm. I mean, I mentioned Ndombele already. I mm. think Ndombele is is really like really is the one to watch. But but Skip, I think, will surprise people with how much he's progressed over the last mm. year. He's uh, he was outstanding at Norwich last year. He, he, he really, really was. was. Yeah, I think um, he'll force his way into the midfield reckoning. Yeah, I think Harry Winks has. Um, I was gonna. I was just ha- Harry Winks Harry has Winks. an Oliver Skip poster in his bedroom. I think. <laughs> I was. I was. I was literally thinking to say I can see a lot of like Harry. Like I can see the sort of the same route. Like Oliver Skip's gonna take. You know, the same one sort of Harry Winks did. But it'll go better. Um, but yeah, much better. Much better. He'd be a much much better player than Harry Winks. Mm. And uh, finally, Nathan. Nathan, quick. Yeah, I think that the Indombele shout is is definitely a strong one. I think that he could announce himself as yeah one of the best midfielders going. Uh, but I also think keep an eye out for the forgotten man Delhi, who uh, mm. who can really turn Delhi Ali. Yeah. Well, he's got a thing with Pep's daughter. Is that is that true? Or... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. We'll, well see. We'll see. You know. Well, we'll I, see. I hope... might, might get his hands on a winner's medal. Well, maybe. <laughs> oh wait, no, that was that was the joke winner before. Did I? Okay, sorry. I do leave hope. It, leave it. I do leave hope um, Swansea come back up though. So was, you know, there's no chance of that this year. <laughs> yeah, there's forget, absolutely no chance that. of that this year. Forget that. We might uh, draw you in the cup or yeah. something. You're welcome to come down. We'll all we'll all have a bit yeah. of a you always a bit of a meetup afterwards. Always good to shift a few of our ex players off to. <laughs> yeah, well, we still got we still got Kyle, Kyle Norton. Norton. Yeah. I think he's wow. he's on his way to be in the captain. To be honest with you, yeah. <laughs> do you fancy Cameron Carter Vickers? Oh, what he was doing? Can I have three million? Yeah, eight million. (laughs) Tom Carroll. We we have got eight million in the bank, mate. I don't. I don't don't even want. I don't even go around. This is a good place. No, (laughs) Wayne Routledge. (laughs) Oh, Wayne. Wayne's a legend on this way. Anyway, we call Um, him Dad around, yeah. Anyway, uh, lads, thank you for joining us. It's been a uh, pleasure. Been enlightening. Um, would would one of you like uh, a few moments just to plug the podcast? Tell us where you can find you on your socials, etc. Yeah, sure. So it's it's the extra inch. The extra inch.co.uk is our website. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the extra inch, uh, where we have other podcasts. Um, one with a, a, a football analyst and coach, um, and Nathan makes tactical analysis videos for us behind the paywall uh twitter is the extra inch and and yeah that's that's us lovely stuff awesome. well, thank, thank you, you so again much. for joining us it's been an absolute pleasure and um we will see you as in the listeners soon well we might see you three soon as well hopefully you know yeah, we might, why not we'll do something <laughs> again in there probably but uh we'll, we'll uh we'll, yeah we'll see you guys soon uh thank you guys for listening we'll be back tomorrow i can't tell you which which preview is next they know that by we, now don't they we know we're not recording another one's on monday so that's just like <laughs> to my mind at the moment um it's miles away but uh yeah thanks for listening hope you're enjoying them so far and uh we'll see you soon so take care oh.